With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Nerd Party. I'm Darren Moser. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Daniel Pru. And this is City Alpha 3. And welcome to SETI Alpha 3, a Star Trek podcast here on the Nerd Party Network. I am your host, Daniel Pru, and joining me as always are my two lovely co-hosts, Philip and Darren. How's it going? Hey, you know what? We are officially in fall time, and I know, Darren, you probably don't realize that because there's no discernible change in the weather, but how's it going? It was 80 degrees out today, so, you know. A balmy 80 degrees. We're in in late (laughs) summer, late, 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 early fall summer, and then eventually it will get cold. It's like a slow transition, like someone's playing with the fader, like we get a week of 70, and then it goes back up to 80, and then we get a week of like 65, and then it goes back up to 78. That's just Cal- sounds rough. That's, that's just California. This, this season thing, I don't get it. It just doesn't make <laughs> sense. And how about you, Philip? How are you doing? Doing good. I had my birthday weekend, and of Star Trek note, I did get some Star Trek items in the old birthday present bag. Um one thing I got, which I actually had, but I just took it off. Um, my wife got me an official Star Trek Picard hoodie. Um, so it was very cool. Uh, it sort of has, uh, unfortunately, it's Gryffindor colors. But whatever. I look good in burgundy. So, um, but other than that, and then my mother-in-law apparently uh, went to Walmart and got me like half of the Kelvin action figures. So I have a Nero, Kirk, Spock, and Sulu action figures. Um from you know, the Kelvinverse uh, action figures from Playmates. Oh, wow. So, yeah, th- th- interesting. I did interesting. not realize those were still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, go to your local uh, Walmart. I'm just there. Um, but interesting how Playmates has evolved. Because, you know, I, mean, I know folks listening can't see this. I'm in my truck room. There's lots of Playmates figures over here. Um, and so I'm very familiar with, with what they are, and I'm sure perhaps you are as well. But the current ones are still Playmates. Because I checked on the packaging but the the I'll call them modern. But these modern figures, they're kind of like almost GI Joe size, but they're so like soft plastic, and then like the uh, or whatever material it is, who knows what it is. Um, and the what do you call it? The way the figures move is so odd. Like you would think they articulation would have the, points. Yes, articulation are so weird. Like you think you like you know legs move, arms move, and that's all you do, right? Except the arms. Like, one arm will bend at the uh, elbow. Elbow. Which is, okay, normal, right? The other one just turns at the elbow. So you have, like, one arm that's like this, and then one you can kind of just swing a little bit. So it's 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 odd. But, uh, but, uh, but you know, I still appreciate it. Yeah, I remember the, the old gift. Playmates ones, they had the rotation at the bicep so that they could, you yeah. know... That was basically the wrist. The wrist didn't turn. Mm-hmm. And they had that kind of V, you know, hip. So, like, they could sit in chairs, but it didn't look comfortable. Because, like, they were kind of like, it's like, okay, cross your legs, but not all the way, and then sit down. That it's was kind of like what they were told. Exactly. So, yeah, so those, those, are, my Star, those are my Star Trek presents. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm curious... You say official Picard hoodie. Are we talking? Is it is it licensed from the show already? Yeah, it's it's you know um, or like the I is this... like the Federation symbol or is it? The okay, so it's the I think the A. Yeah. I thought the A. <coughs> it's the A. Whatever. I don't have it in front of me. But yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and yeah, Gryffindor if colors. If only too bad, but... we oh. had Patrick Stewart spelling Picard for us, then we would know <laughs> <laughs> where to put the A. Hey, that's a great. Great segue you got there, Darren, because um, – so here's the thing. Um, I had kind of a topic that I wanted to talk about. Fortunately, uh, the gods of Star Trek swooped in because it was probably – I don't know if it was enough. Alex? To car- 
car- <laughs> to carry a, uh, it was not enough to carry maybe the whole show. But here's the thing: there's a lot going on right now in Star Trek, and I think we just kind of need to uh, just kind of like look around and 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 see where we're at and talk about the the recent developments and all the sorts of things that are happening because there's, I mean, wow, there's a lot going on, and especially this week, it seemed to just. I guess it's because. Um, New York City New York Comic Con was this week, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm just glad so. we don't record on Fridays because if otherwise we'd be like, dang it, we just talked about all this and then all this stuff gets announced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a ton of stuff. I mean, when, when this is started, not in a Star Trek related, but just as for, you know, nerds listening, I have, I have a friend uh, who was on our Time and Space Doctor Who podcast. Um, she got to interview Christopher Eccleston, like just her on the panel with Christopher Eccleston, and so that's very rare, like his first time. Almost God, ever. So save it for Time and Space, yeah. Philip. I but mean, I just, is- that was kind of a cool thing from New York Comic Con. Yeah, I saw um, some articles about. I guess he was pretty candid about some stuff. With, that's it. every time he talks, it's he like, seems like a very candid individual. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like this is why he was why he left Doctor Who, and this is mm-hmm. why he didn't come back for the fiftieth, and mm-hmm. this was, and it's like, man, I just, I okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and every like, explanation look, is like he was mm-hmm. too busy reading Thor: Dark World script to care. <laughs> Although, actually, in, in and he that, that too, in, yeah, yeah, I mean, which, which, fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, yeah, but um. I, Interestingly enough, and I don't know if this is true or it was, it was just misreported or it's right, but they said he was essentially blacklisted from – after the, the Doctor Who debacle. He was bl- kind of blacklisted from British uh, uh, media, from t- television and movies. So that's why he came over and did stuff like Heroes and Thor. And I'm like, oh, mm. okay. I guess he just probably did it for the money and like he couldn't – that's interesting. I, I didn't know that. I don't know if that's true. Maybe Philip can tell me, but I don't know. Yeah. I actually don't remember him in Heroes. Maybe it was was that first season or second season. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He could turn invisible. That's probably why you don't remember. Him. Okay, okay. <laughs> he was there a lot longer than we realized. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about it. And I don't even know where should we start. Should we start with the Picard trailer? Yeah, I, I think you know if the sandwich. Yeah, you want to have a good so. kind of good first bite. You know. A corner piece. You don't want to spit it out right away. You want to at least get into it. Okay. Or right. be like, so let's what start is with... the pickle in here? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's start with the Picard trailer because there's a lot there, especially for us as TNG fans. There's a lot there. Uh, so overall impressions, and then we'll d- dive deep into it. Uh, Darren, what did you think overall of the, of the trailer? Uh, overall, I really liked it. I will admit at the very end when he – like when we see Will and Diana at their house and like, I, I got a little misty. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like this, like that's what really hit home is these characters that we love, like interacting again. And we just haven't had that in decades. So I'm, I'm all on board. I'm excited. I got to uh, talk to my uncle this weekend. He loves sci-fi and we always chat about and bring each other up to speed on what we're watching. And, and he had said that he was kind of worried that it was from what he had heard is that Picard was just all going to be in the vineyard. I think he called it the forest, but he meant vineyard like, you know, like not not out in space. And I'm like, no, no, I think that's just how they're kind of starting it, like kind of like handoff from all good things ish. But I'm pretty sure he's out in the stars and doing his thing. Um, the only other thing I noticed was we had heard from Patrick Stewart say that he did wear the old uniform and that appears to be a dream sequence now uh, yeah. where he's in the vineyard and data, you know, it's, it's a very Star Trek dream. It's in the vineyard with data painting. It's got all the check boxes. <laughs> um, We're just and, missing uh, Sigmund Freud going, what does it mean data? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't t- you touch the paintbrush and then you wake up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, and then the only other thing that really jumped out at me was the TOS Romulan Warbird. I'm like, what does that mean? Bird of Prey. <laughs> Sorry, Bird of Prey, yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, will, I, I know that just scratches the surface, but I'm excited. And I, and I think they did a good mix of, I mean, you, obviously they're showing the new characters. Like, we have, don't know who they are yet at all, but we will. And I think... Uh, uh, yeah, we're we're in for a fun time. I think I'm r- very optimistic for Picard. 
And Philip, I feel like you may be a, a little more cautious about this whole thing. Has this has this pushed the needle for you at all, or where where do you land on this? Oh no, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm certainly very uh, interested in Picard. Um, there were two, just a couple of things. One, I, I can't help but think of the comment from Unification Part Two, uh, where um, Captain Picard tells Data, "I don't think you quite got Commander Riker's hair right." What the heck was wrong with Data's hair? Like, have they not, the makeup artist never seen Data before? Like, he had hair from, like, above his eyebrow to, like, it's all brushed back. I don't know. It was really weird. Like, it was enough to be like, I'm trying to enjoy this, but it's all wrong. It did kind of feel like a before kind of post, you're like, I don't know. I think it's just a, I think it's a combination of probably the makeup uh, being weird. Just because it's different now, and well, like the uh, face the, was fine. It was just the hair was the de aging. Well, I think it's I think it's a combination. I really do. Okay. I think there's a lot of elements, and in order mm-hmm. to do that exactly right, it's probably yeah, pretty tricky. Cover something up is what you're trying to say, maybe. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that, I mean, whatever. I'm not nitpicking. I'm just saying it did take me out of a scene. It's like this is really cool. It's Data Picard, and I'm like, and they're in their old uniforms. I'm like, but, but that's something's really weird. Um, it is funny about the the new characters because. I mean, I'm sure I will as the series goes. Like you said, Dan will care. But like at the end, where you, or near the end, where you have whoever in the captain's chair, presumably, and I'm like, who's this jerk think he is in the captain's chair? Get out of here! No one cares about you. Um, but no, I'm sure. Which it'll be. I was kind of wondering is is everyone augmented in some way? Because they all seem to have like floaty screens, like set distance it's the from future, their face. Darren. It's the future. I know, but it was just really <laughs> interesting. And apparently um, everything's, like, gesture-based in the future. Yeah, and, I mean, we don't have to pull apart the whole trailer, but, like, it, it was... Yes, we do, yes. <laughs> well, like, the whole part of, like, I mean, you know, I'm going to go with it, of course, but kind of a little tropish of, like, the Admiral being like, sorry, Picard, you're off the <laughs> This case. is not your house anymore. <laughs> and I was like, are you really? And we're going to do this again? I mean, you can't just be helpful. Um, I mean, I get it, conflict, but it's... We've been down I mean, this road before. I kind of took it more as I mean, he's obviously not in Starfleet anymore. Yeah. So, but they also don't care about whatever problem he's, you know. Yeah, the Miss uh, McGuffin who showed up. It, it did give them an, uh, an excuse to have um, Patrick yell about Federation. You know, <laughs> more we should be ethics. standing insurrection. for insurrection, <laughs> insurrection. So if. At the very least, it's that that's Captain Picard lecturing someone about something important. That's good. That's that's pretty classic TNG. So, tell me, Admiral, how many people does it take before it becomes wrong? <laughs> um, Although, and then I like to take his check-in scene where he like spells out Picard, and you see the galaxy class above. And I'm like, I'm like, please, 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 when he comes in, I want something on the PA to just be like. In the late 20th century, the USS Galaxy class was the foremost, like, just just happens to come in at the moment. It's like talking about the adventures of the USS Enterprise 1701D on John Luke Pickard. And he's like, ah, I got my name wrong. It's one of those things where, like, it's like, who are you? And you just, like, point to the picture on the wall and then point to yourself. (laughs) Or it'd be even funnier if he, like, puts his hand down for, like, verification, and it's like, recognize Picard of Enterprise. It's like this giant display. Like, there's no privacy at all. It's just <laughs> kind of like, it, it, you can see it from miles List away. List his awards for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and it was nice. Like, yes, yes. Fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> it was nice to see the Enterprise, though, even if it was in holographic form. Sure. Um and then I, I saw whatever, you know, ignore tw- Twitter, I know. But I did see one tweet um, where someone was like, oh, you know, um, the Will and Diana happily ever after, a little fan service. You know, like, they married and had a kid. How is that happy ever after? It's what everyone does for the most part. So I was like, it's just normal. Um, I wonder if they're in anyway. Alaska. It, it didn't look like it, but it could be. I mean, Alaska, it's not just what we would stereotype it as you know it has yeah it's not just polar bears exactly especially in the 24th century there's no more polar bears left so maybe he moved to canada (laughs) um of course it was great could be beta z for all we know who knows but that's true it could be beta z i guess um who knows i guess their son is a quarter beta z that's true so he knew who was no i don't know (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I thought though. No, I, I know I, I poke Frakes. I can't talk anymore as I'm getting older either. But like, it seemed like you know, if I don't know if Frakes was directing his own appearance there or if it was just separate or whatever. 
but it's like uh, okay so we're gonna have you playing you know will Riker um and he's like should i do like any makeup or any-? nah just walk on the set it's fine i mean like could no, you open you- up your shirt a little bit more like you want anything with a beard or anything nah you're you're fine you just i'm like it just looks like jonathan frakes i mean you know i mean I, okay okay fine. my girlfriend did ask when we were watching the trailer she was who's that i'm like oh that's that's uh, commander Riker. oh okay okay i get it <laughs> Um, but then uh, I was almost expecting him to be cooking eggs, and uh, <laughs> Butler would be there. It felt very, it was very generation. He should be playing the saxophone as he walks in. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean trombone, Philip. Trombone. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> obviously, that's a uh, big part of the trailer, but it was really great, and 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 they really they kind of end it with with Captain Picard and Riker just chilling there, being buds. And like that's awesome! Like uh, it was really, really cool. It's like it's it's hitting all the like even if the and and I'll, we'll talk about this because I'm still a little nervous about the actual plot line of what what's happening. But um, but if we're getting moments like that, like I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's yeah, like, the, just give me that. This would be one <laughs> one moment from for our Hallmark card an episode, and I'll be good. Yeah, so, I mean it makes uh, a nice um, what's the word dichotomy with. The all good things, Admiral Riker. You know, you're not That's getting true. a ship, and blah blah. And this one, fortunately, know. didn't comb his hair back like Admiral Riker did in yeah. All Good Things, or get that gray didn't... either, or anyway. Um, he actually looks a lot better than Admiral Riker did in All Good Things. <laughs> well, so does Picard. All of them do. <laughs> all of them look better than they aged. Um, uh, but but this, you know, obviously he's. You know, I wouldn't even think about you know talking him out of it. I know better. All that stuff. So yeah, I like that last moment where he's telling him, you know, like don't. Uh, thanks for not talking me out of this. And he's like, I know better. Yeah. And then I saw someone uh, joke. Like the next moment is, uh, oh, it's okay. We'll take the lake with us. And they like, because it looked a lot like where Jake and uh, Cisco oh, yeah. were fishing <laughs> at the very beginning. <laughs> so, apparently, there's only one program for a lakeside house. In uh, <laughs> so, uh, in terms of characters coming back, too, one thing I noticed, um, I, I was worried, a little worried that that. Uh, seven was going to be kind of a glorified cameo, but we got a bit more of her here. So <laughs> I she's going really, more... yeah. to have more than one episode. She seems to be yeah. like the kick-ass person, which is awesome. That's and awesome. it almost looked like—I mean, she had a weapon. Obviously, it almost looked like a Halo pulse rifle. <laughs> like it was giant, and she's just like two fist in it, just like what'd you say? I'm, I'm here to help people who can't help themselves, and yeah, she's like, you know, I'm, it's like bored uh, private I'm eye. All out of bubble. Gu- it's all out of bubble gum. Some, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I saw later that, that Hugh was in the trailer. Again, I, it, when he doesn't look all Borg, I'm sorry, it's hard for me to figure out which one is him, but uh, he has a couple marks on his face. Oh, I couldn't. Still, yeah, I, I was because I was, when they started showing I had to look it up. Borg yeah. parts, I was like, oh, they're going to show Hugh because I felt like it was the way the trailer yeah. was kind of leading up to it. And, like, I never saw him. I was like, oh. I'm really interested in what aspect the Borg. I mean, we obviously the Borg plays some role in this story because Borg we have shots. And... We have shots of a cube. We have seven. Lots we have Hugh. Shots, yeah. um, it's always that cube that has like the blue force fields on it, whatever that means. Uh, and, and yeah, and then you have the Romulan bird of prey and that's like did that come through time? Is that just a holdover from some museum? Because it's like at this point way out of date. Well, you know, to be flying a ship like that. Well, yeah. What so if that's I, what if that's their ship? What? Well, well, no, no, it's not. Never mind. I thought I thought the same thing, but yeah. They've I mean, I, I mean, that would be cut off. Yeah. I, I'd hate for one of the um, you know major races to be using the same design for hundreds of years and never changing it. Um, Excelsior! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. So, because but then again, I, I don't. I mean, and it doesn't matter. Oh to man, me. if we see an Excelsior class of Picard, I'm gonna kind of back away for a moment and be like, "Really, guys?" Because that's a long time to have a ship on the line. Um, uh. But it kind of reminds me of Star Trek Online, and who knows, you know, how much they'll keep or not keep. But you know, again, same time period, same Romulan thing, and they're. Still using bird of praise, right. um, if you're level one Romulan. Um, <laughs> but and so you know, whatever. <laughs> that's so true. It's yeah, really that's a good question. Will they have the destruction of Romulus? Have well, they they have to, and they I think to. they've already talked about that being an element of the story. Uh, interestingly enough, though, when Picard first is talking to Data, and 
Um, he wakes. He basically has nightmare sequences before he wakes up. Um, it's not the destruction of a planet that we see, but it looks like a bombardment that's yeah. happening. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. The, the elements that don't sort of make any sense to me, like obviously Romulans play a big part. The Borg play a pretty big part. And I think I think data type androids seem also to be taking a big part. Oh yeah, there was they something look like where androids or robots or something. And they had like a mark on their forehead. Yeah, and that that was really interesting because we've never seen anything like that in Star yeah. Trek. So I have no idea what they could be going for with these like weird mishmash of elements. So it, I'm interested to see what it is. Well, one thing I like, and of course, what, so what is it? We now have a date, right? January something something. I've already forgotten. Twenty third. I, want I to wanted say to say that, but I don't know if I was right. But anyway, all that to say, and this is a positive for me. We still don't know the actual plot, and that's fine. I don't want to know right. to tell you the truth. I mean, they're just. I mean, a trailer's doing what a trailer does. These are cool moments yeah. to get you interested, and that's all I need. Don't tell me the story of who this woman is, um, or what the mystery is that they're trying to solve you know i'll just show it to me i'm there for it so i just like i like what they're doing show enough to keep us interested no there's new characters no there's old characters there's action there's you know it's picard yelling that that's fine i'm there <laughs> drawing lines you know. yeah that's that's all i need so i mean i mean they've you know they've given us the rough outline something caused him to and then he's left and then he's now he's going to come back and blah, blah blah but you know whatever i'm here for it all right so i'm re-thumbing through the uh trailer uh god it's hard because when you pause it doesn't pause it just does what it wants to but um yeah the they almost look like inmates the androids like this one has like an f8 on his forehead you know what i was thinking what it would it actually flash me back to was the scene with the doctor when they were mining yeah emh mark one i was thinking yeah. that's what, what the kind of what they were doing with it but because they were all in like some facility it looked like they were all working and stuff so i'm not sure it's weird yeah i mean i can imagine you know it's very tropish but it'd be fine you know some sort of questy type thing of like you know because there's this girl that visits him and you know gives this plea to him but she apparently i guess disappears because it doesn't seem like she's with him anymore right and so now he has to he go he goes to starfleet he comes back and then he then he gets a ship somehow you know yeah. you know space space we space, go by Starship, the uh, vasquez rocks because you gotta yes <laughs> it starts Do you know up, um, then, you know there was a scene where um picard was talking to another man and I can't remember what scene, like specifically what they were saying, but he was just basically. I think the guy was like, "Oh, do you really want to go back out there?" And Picard says, "Now more than ever, or whatever." Yeah. And I thought, and I, this could just be me making this up, but I was like, and it's definitely not the same actor, but it could be the same character of his buddy who tries to get him to stay on Earth and family. Oh, uh, and do the uh, Ray, the Atlantis project. Yeah. 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 I just got that vibe. I don't know why. It could be totally wrong. It but. took me a couple times to get to rewatch the trailer to have it sink in because honestly, every time I got to the end with Will and Dana, I just just everything just faded away, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, this is all I need. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so looking forward. Is there anything to it. else? Any other elements that we haven't touched on? I mean, just that... the new people, but whatever. We'll learn their names and care about yeah. them, presumably. It's, it's well, really hard to care about them when, you, when you're seeing all these old characters in it. Well, it's also interesting because it, I think I said this before, it kind of reminds me of when Discovery was starting to gear up and we knew like the names and their roles, but we didn't know, but that gave us no context. And I remember Mushroom scientists. Exactly. Everyone was scratching their head and that became like a pivotal plot point to the entire series. But yeah, so I don't know what we'll uh, what we'll get, but I'm excited. I think uh, I think it'll be be good, and I think like they're. I, I feel like it's a good mix. I feel like having him like maybe you know in one episode see Will and Diana, but then in a couple of episodes have Seven and Hugh, and then like every episode Picard. Like I feel like that's a good balance. Like I'm not saying we need to have Next Generation Part Two and everybody's back and and we you know i mean i think they finished filming obviously at this point and i think they i think they greenlit a season two. yes they already they've already talked about season two too and here's the thing and they're not going to give away everything either so there's going to be other cameos that we're not aware of one hope that are going to come along so uh, michael dorn signed the well more gates i mean that that's the you know 
And don't forget, oh, we're not yeah. just talking about TNG here. Right. A seven, seven's a major character. This could yeah. be. This could open the floodgates. We could see. Oh my god! Uh, and it to, could be maybe so to, good. Maybe to segue. We- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You could even see Morn uh, or, or something <laughs> like that from Deep Space Nine. Yes, because that's who I'd want to see um, back <laughs> in Picard. No. You're not, you're not dead yet, Morn? No. <laughs> but let's, since you brought it up, Darren. Let's talk about Discovery. And Discovery also dropped their trailer at Comic-Con. So, season three trailer. And it finally won Philip over. Yes, Philip is very excited right? about seeing it. Uh, maybe, maybe? No, no. <laughs> what do you think, Philip? What do you think oh, of this season three? Um, Gosh. It said uh, a lot without really saying anything. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Well, like, so here's the, the premise, which is not, it's not bad, but obviously I struggle with it. Because, look, in the future, nothing lasts forever. You know, nothing lasts forever, nothing lasts forever. I get it. I get it. But it's a little sad to, like, show the future of, like... And, again, we don't know the details. But, presumably, the Federation doesn't exist anymore. And that's sad, right? But, of course, you know, nothing can last forever. You know, something probably... Or it doesn't exist in the state that we know of. Exactly. So that's kind of a little sad, because then there's sort of a a reverse sense of utility... A reverse sense of futility that anything we see in Picard, because we all know, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because yeah. in 600 years, yeah. blah. Um, you know, so I mean, that's a little nihilistic. But other than that, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess because it's the whole sort of. It's, it's very like H.G. Wells' time machine. You know, you go to the future to save the future, and then I guess, you know. Yeah, but but you know this whole like we go to the future and like oh yes there used to be a federation and that that symbol you're wearing and you're called discovery and and it's like okay so we're, we're kind of like you know gonna use the discovery and the discovery crew to kind of you know the, resurrect the 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 federation and what it stands for which I was like I don't know if they really are the best examples um but you know okay um and so I don't know I mean I get that it's a and they've got Saru Saru's on that ship yeah it's a it, it's a blank slate but again. You know, it's kind of like a Kelvin verse, almost like a blank slate. We can do whatever we want. We're in the future, 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 future now. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll I see what happens this time. The, I felt the same way. It, I just, I kind of looked at Discovery and I was like, man, you guys keep putting yourselves in these corners. Like, we're going to be a prequel series right before TOS. So there's only so much we can do. And then... Oh, now we're going to be in the far future, but we're still going to make Trek in the, you know, quote unquote, 90s era. You know, I'm just like, yeah, I had the exact same thought you did, Philip, where I'm like, yeah, okay, even though we're hundreds of 900 years in the future, whatever, it it's still a little like unless they do some sort of like time is fluid thing. And, you know, they're not guaranteeing that this is how everything's going to turn out. It kind of hollows Picard and everything in that time when we're like, you know, oh, he saved the Federation. Well, in a couple centuries, you know, I don't know it. But I think it's it's going to be interesting because it looks like Burnham is alone for a while before the rest of the Discovery. And that makes sense. uh, Which is kind of very 2009 where like Spock goes through first. I was the first to go through. And then, you know, or Nero was the first actually to go through. And then he ends up appearing before Spock. So she went through first and then Discovery comes later. She's had time to try out lots of hairstyles. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it's, again, like I said, it it was interesting, but it didn't really tell me anything. Like, is there a war going on? Is <clears throat> And is this the time of Calypso? I mean, it has to be before because Discovery has, has is already there in Calypso. But yeah, I would assume it's the same time, time, okay. time, 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 relatively time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. No, the relativity was I think <laughs> two centuries before. Sorry. Um, what do you guys think of the uh, the six star Federation flag? So okay, I I'll I'll admit I actually think it's 
kind of clever in a cutesy way. Um, like, like briefly. Like, it, it's, it's a very nice shorthand way to be like, whoa, something has changed. There's a lot of stuff right. missing. I think it's a, in, in that – we don't know what it is. Well, the laurel leaves are also a little more barbed. Like, it's a little more like – But they're not cogs, know. right? No. They had okay. heck no. I'm so glad it's not a, <laughs> not a gear. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, like you said, Daniel, it, it, in one image – says hey there was 50 stars here before and now there's six and that's you you immediately can tell kind of what happened just from that well i guess and that can be very well true what i took it as they're still rendering the flag that's all it means it's going to take a little (laughs) while for it all to i took it that kind of it's a copy of a copy of a copy you know like oh Oh. what is the federation you know blow the dust off and like oh this is what kind of looked like and you know the biggest stars the only thing that you know didn't fade over time oh, do so you they think assume... like they're gonna they're gonna like refound it in a way and that's the, you know, the flag they come up with because they're starting over yeah or that's just their interpretation i don't know that was just my, my do they control know. their their army forces with drugs <laughs> <laughs> no no they, they actually have this clone army they've used and uh oh <sighs> Um, yeah, this is this is kind of a like a like a nothing burger trailer. I, it's <laughs> so weird. I don't know. It feels well, I guess because I assume they're always they're going to go back. Like right? Like is that the assumption? Because your show is there. I hope I, they go. I have to assume that they're all going to go back. To well, theoretically, century. I mean, Calypso. You know, it's not a, a period, but Calypso. You know, theoretically, at some point. People aren't on the Discovery for a long time. But the Discovery is abandoned in the future. doesn't mean that they don't come back to the Discovery, theoretically, right? They could have just been on a planet for a year or something. Who knows? But maybe they all go back in time, or back in time, but leave the ship there. You know, but we know the ship is abandoned at some point in the future. True, because there's nothing to say that the short treks are not canon or not true. We just haven't seen it's a dream. the events of that one. So even if, even with the very, very liberal use of time travel and getting out of a box that they put themselves in, they put themselves in another box now where they have to explain how Calypso happens because it doesn't seem to make any sort of sense. I don't know. I, I, this show doesn't have a, like a Point. focus or a purpose. I don't know. And, and oh, my God talk about making the same mistakes there was a character who told michael to her face that she's the one and she's the one that's gonna fix everything and i'm like oh my god please don't do this again i don't care if it's 900 years in the future this is awful Uh, i'm just i I just i'm nervous that or and i guess maybe i shouldn't expect any different but it's going to be more of the same just do we have a date for them so Picard's out in January, so presumably Picard's going first. Uh, we know 2020, but I don't think we know when in 2020. Oh, is it? I didn't know that we that it got pushed back. I didn't... Um, okay. Oh, is it 2020? I didn't hear that, Darren. It, so it's it's not even going to be in... Not... Uh, Let's see. Let's find out. Yeah, I'm so Picard's worried. January 23rd, so presumably that'll run weekly. Because I know they're not going to... Well, one would assume they're not going to co-run for the sake of profit. Um, so presumably Picard would run either in its full series or half series. It, so on the CBS website in the corner, it says new season 2020 when yep. you're on the discovery page. So, no. And that's what the trailer says too. So I, so it's vague. Picard first. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I wouldn't have expected Picard that. first. That's what Trump would say. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Like you said, uh, Daniel, I agree. It's like, you're in another box that you put yourself in and, Again, like, we're playing in the Star Trek universe, ish. and that's great, but, yeah, but ish, it's like, but, but but now we're in a far future where we don't know what races are going to be around, we don't know what the state of everything is, at least we had a little bit of, like, tether to the 22nd century when we were back there, but it's like, it might as well be its own show that has nothing to do with Star Trek, for how much they're connecting it to other things. So there are two things I want to talk about in terms of that, because we see a um, a trill pool and a trill, a trill, an actual trill in the trailer. Um, and we see... Um, Is it a troubled trill in the trailer with the... <laughs> 
And we see a, a Cardassian, an Andorian, and a Morn-type character. So uh, they're digging into, I don't know, maybe Deep Space Nine pretty heavily at this point, um, interestingly enough. Uh, obviously, they're not going to be the same characters, but... but uh, right. We see those Spe- recognizable species. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me just throw True. out this uh, left or this curveball. I'm not trying to segue, but short treks is a bit of a Ouija board to Star Trek universe. Um, so we had Q and A already released, which was obviously uh, TOS Discovery. The Trouble with Edward comes out Thursday, October 10th. So probably by the time this podcast has already been released, I forget what that's about. Ask Not Thursday, November 14th. The Girl Who Made the Stars, Thursday, December 12th. Ephraim and Dot, December 12th. And Children of Mars, January 9th. So, I don't know what's Discovery-related. I don't know what's Picard-related. I don't know what's Animated-related. But, you know. Well, let's let's do a recap on the ones, real fast, of the ones we already got. So, the first one we got was The Runaway. And that set up the Queen uh, that we would later see at the end of Season 2. I guess I'm more like touching on like where the payoffs were, uh-huh. you know, that we got. Then we had Calypso, where we have yet to see that payoff, but we're expecting it to be soon. <laughs> uh, we have Brightest Star, which gives us a ton of backstory for Saru, which was interesting. And then you had the Escape Auditors, which was kind of just self-contained mud fun, but uh, but also fun to see him and. Did, oh, I'm trying to remember if he showed up early in season two. I need to rewatch season two. So, spoilers. Yeah. Um, the next thing we're going to be talking about is the short trek. Which oh, was, my gosh. That's great. Which was surprise dropped um, this week. So, um, is there anything else? They're like, wanna... hey, guys, it's out now. When? Now. Now, now. <laughs> when will then be now? <laughs> so, any um, any anything else real quick that we want to touch on for I season mean, three? I mean, look, you know, and I say this at the beginning of every season. I know it doesn't sound like I'm being true. But, look. I will open mind once again because they have reset it once again. Um, Discovery and so whatever you know, new opportunity. Third time's the charm, Philip. New showrunner. I mean, you know, one new showrunner and it's a a duo. Um, So you know, some new cast. So you know, let's let's see what what we got this time. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be here watching it. There's there's no doubt about it, one way or the other. So, Uh, Darren, anything else you wanted to touch on season three? No, I just we really don't have a lot, and uh, I'm like you said, it was kind of a not a nothing trailer, but just it didn't really spell. Whereas I'm sure we'll get another one before it actually premieres, it, and that will be more of the plot ish. You sort of had the Saru speech as narration, and I suppose it doesn't matter in as much, but maybe it does. Is that with and we talked about this before with the future? So is Saru. I mean, quote unquote, it doesn't, you know, how official is it? Is he captain? I mean, what does that word even mean anymore? You know, but, you know. Is captain he... of a federation that doesn't exist? Well, the captain of the ship, you know, you right. know, um, but, you know, and then, so I don't know, we'll find out. There's a lot of interesting ideas there. I mean, this is, this could be kind of a prototype, like Voyager type situation where sure. how do you, how do you handle this type of situation when you're so far removed from everything? And maybe that's what they're doing with Discovery. Maybe Discovery is like this ship that just like crazy stuff happens to. <laughs> they're in mirror universes. But I mean, if you actually look at it as Mushroom Discovery universes. is just always going to be detached from like the main. Like It's almost like they made a whole story about that other ship that went on those adventures that wasn't the Enterprise. You know what I mean? Like it's it's detached from what we would consider like the main plot of what's going on in the galaxy no except i don't know they almost and again i don't mean this as a critique but it's it's so different and that's a negative positive it's almost like if there's a prime universe there's a kelvin universe and there's a discovery universe and so you know it's whatever yeah so that's discovery and we'll we'll look forward to it sometime in 2020 and uh we'll certainly report back to you when we start watching it but um we got a little taste of it. I mean, I guess it's technically not Discovery-related anymore because Discovery's gone. Well, I don't know. We'll get into it. Um, we talk, uh, We we saw, they released, um, kind of what people have been clamoring for. Ever since Season 2 with, with Pike came out, uh, people were really like, uh, we like these characters. This is good. 
let's see some Enterprise stuff. And so we got... Oh, oh man, short- if we got a Pike show, I yeah. think we'd all just, like, we'd fall over happy. It depends if it was written like this. Anyways, uh, so Q&A <laughs> is the name of this short trek. And, and unlike all other Q-based puns, this one does not contain John DeLancey. As that we far know as of. we know, he, <laughs> he could have been the turbo lift. We don't know, but he's not a ship shifter, Dave. <laughs> oh, he, he is. is. <laughs> <laughs> he appears as Data at one point. So, um, anyway, so what did you guys think of Q and I have thoughts, but what? what uh, go ahead, somebody just take it up. I want to. I want to see what you guys think. I don't like the turbo lift. I do not like the turbo lift either. I oh, mean, I like I like turbo lift, but I do not like the. Uh, Kelvin based we have gods of room inside this <laughs> ship and just let's just connect the dots and again I get it I, I get the concept but it's like you look in whenever they do that outside in view of the turbo lift and I'm just like no there is no room for that on a starship especially one as big as the Enterprise well but, like the thing is we can again and I know we're getting in the weeds sorry folks but like on the Discovery you can do that because who the heck knows what Discovery looks like? We don't have any blueprints. Whatever. Right. It looks like or whatever you want to say, JJ Enterprise, yeah. which was huge. Yeah, whatever. Comparison. Whatever. But we know what the Enterprise NCC 1701 looks like. So, you know. Yeah. No, I, overall, Daniel, I mean, like, I don't know. This is very elementary, but like 1 through 10, 6, you know, it wasn't bad. And I, there were portions of it that I was interested in. I mean, it's short. You know, it only lasts so long. Um, was it 14 It had minutes? a lot of credits. At least, like, <laughs> three, four minutes of credits. So. Um, but overall, I just felt like, again, this, because it has the touch of Discovery, if I, don't, if I take it out of the universe that I know, interesting. But if I'm like, this is literally the Spock that I know from the Prime Universe... I mean, I get it, because then you can mix in, you know, where no man has gone before, shouty Spock, you know, you get that whole kind of reference, and that's funny. I like that. It's great. It's great. But then, like, you start, the more I start to think about it, like, well, and even Discovery Universe, how it portrays itself, the uniforms they're wearing. So either A, we go where no man has gone before, with the beige, and you can Discovery it up, whatever, but, or... So you're saying that from the beginning, Captain Pike, I was going to say Captain April, but Captain Pike, you know, I don't know. Again, I don't know what the, how this time, what, what would be the time? Because how long did it take from Spock to go from Ensign to, I think he's just a lieutenant commander in Discovery, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, obviously more than one year. And so, so from the beginning of the Enterprise, they were wearing the Enterprise uniforms and every single other person in Starfleet was wearing a completely different other uniform. Ah, uh, it's true. Because Discovery is supposedly like the uniform everyone's wearing, and it's brand new that we're getting the uh, TOS style. But if this is Ensign Spock, unless he got promoted super fast, which could happen, then they're wearing the uniforms much earlier than we've been indicated. Right. So, yeah, again, that's, that's, a, that's a nitpick. I mean... Whatever, I suppose. I mean, it would be weird if they were wearing the Discovery uniforms. For what they were trying to convey. Would it? (laughs) (laughs) This is is the TOS ship. This is the Enterprise. I just think they... I mean, they get it. I know it's money. And and Short Trek is really supposed to be like, everyone's here. Let's just film a thing. You're not going to invest in new sets. In a turbo lift that we can't go out of. So it's like literally a bottle show. You're not going to spend money on uniforms. So, I mean, I get it, but... And then, just the characterization. Well, I guess I'll stop here. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, what'd you all think of number one? Because we can go talk about Spock for the next hour. <laughs> he has thoughts. <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't. Oh, if we're... Oh, boy. So you weren't so, a fan, Daniel? No, not a, not at all. Uh, like. I... You gave it a six. I would probably give it a three out of ten. Um, I, I just they. Here's the thing: if you had in the middle of season three of Star Trek TNG or Voyager or, or uh, yeah Voyager, if you were in season three of Voyager and you showed and you had a, and we had short treks at the time, and you went back and you showed the first time Janeway met uh, Tuvok, 
that it would be interesting and exciting and cool and we would learn a lot and you could do a tremendous amount of character growth in that amount of time um here you're taking two characters one of which is obviously the most popular character at all of star trek and is you're gonna get criticized no matter how you handle that situation and the other we know very very little about and and you're taking a big risk to do this sort of thing but we don't know this this iteration of these characters very well either anyway either way so i feel like it's kind of a tightrope and they're pushing this like the character stuff and it's like this doesn't it doesn't feel natural it's it's weird and awkward and i like half the episode i'm like what are they why are the why is there sexual tension between spock and number one <laughs> there was and what is going on who wrote this what is this supposed to be Michael then she starts Chabon. singing and i'm like why what is this I, I just i just didn't and at the end of it i just didn't get it i just didn't understand what the point was were we supposed to know i guess we're supposed to know more about number one but she didn't even tell us her name, which I was really disappointed well, in. Well, it was on the pad. It said Una. Yeah, but she still <laughs> wouldn't say it. And it's just, I feel like that's just whatever. She, she, she would admit that her secret whatever was that she liked to sing, but she wouldn't tell us her whatever, whatever. Listen, there's a lot of famous stuck turbo lift scenes in Star Trek. We have uh, Q, uh, not Q, uh, Odo and... Loxana. Uh, Loxana. Right. We have uh, Picard and with the, the kids. kids. Right. Um, lots of good stuff. There's a, it's a it's a ripe a fruit for picking, but this is not the way to do it. You don't introduce characters this way because they, I guess you could, but they didn't even introduce them. They just acted like they were like established characters that we know and understand. It doesn't work like that. It just again, it feels like the same sort of shortcuts that Discovery always takes, always takes, where they just want to get to the good character bits without building up to it. And I just, I was more confused. I, is Spock going to kiss number one? What the hell are we doing here? I don't know what's going on. So that's how she, I felt. She, uh, they start to do the two-finger touch uh-huh. thing, and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I like Una. I, I think I've gotten a lot more of her character, not just from Discovery Season 2, but also she's been in a lot of the books, uh, the first and the most recent one, which, I mean, I, however you want to take that in canon, I think, they've well written her character um i was a little surprised she said the word elevator i didn't feel like that would be something you would say in the 22nd century uh but you know 23rd that's yeah. yeah 23rd but still um like i get it but it's like it's a turbo lift it just call it a turbo lift but um so yeah now i think it it was it was like up and down. Like there were moments where you're like, it's oh, a turbo lift, really good. It goes up and down. Uh, yes, and side, side to side, side and back <laughs> and forth. And, um, but uh, now I don't want to see a super cut where it's like Q and A. What is it? Disaster, um, and just all the turbo lift scenes of craziness. Um, we can even cut in some Babylon Five with that. But uh, yeah, no, I guess I, I was just saying it. I felt like it was like a roller coaster of like there were moments where it's like, Oh, this is really good. And then there are moments where like, what are they doing? And then another moment is like, Oh, this is really good. And it's like, Oh my gosh, what are they doing? Like, you know, it's there. I thought he was going to hoist her with like putting his hands together and like, she puts her boot in. I it thought it was so too, but, I and guess. then it was, and then it wasn't that. And then it wasn't that. And then it was just like, what is going on? Mm. But yeah, it was, I, I wouldn't have hugged her. That wouldn't have been my first reaction, but you know, it's... yeah. What is he going to do? Like, Grab her. He's like, a Vulcan. By you her waist. Throw her off or something. That is true. He is really strong. Um, but I also but, don't know why the turbo lift broke in the first place. Also, but. how shoddy is the this engineer that they can't fix a turbo lift within like how long was it? Like it seemed several hours, but maybe that was just me. Um, or you could teleport. Transport, well, transport. no, we don't. No, oh my Daniel. gosh, I didn't even think about the transport. Well, we don't site to site transport in the 23rd century. It's very. But you could if you needed to, probably. No. You know? I mean, just, there's a lot of things that didn't happen in the 23rd century <laughs> that Discovery can do. Is well, this is the Enterprise, Daniel. Huh. Okay. Rules still stand yeah. for what they are. But, but I was a little surprised, just number. I mean, I get it for narrative purposes, I'm talking about outside of narrative purposes. That I feel like after the first hour, number one would have been like, all right, I'll just do it, you know. Started fixing. I don't think like seven hours later. Would yeah. Be like, um, and then I was also surprised that also Spock wouldn't know how to do it either. But anyway, at the very end when they're on the bridge and 
Like, I get that they they have a secret and they're not going to share that moment. I get that. But then the fact that she, like, looks up his name and acts like she had never met, Lute- like, Ensign Spock. And I'm like, that's a little far into the weeds there to keep up that And charade, the part where she's but... like, you walk in the bridge first, I'll count to yeah. 15, and then... Even though it's obvious we're on the same turbo lift, but and this is not a fault of the episode, but to me it's it's upsetting that Spock didn't like introduce himself when he first got onto the bridge. I'm like, that seems you report to the captain. Yeah, Yeah, report to the captain, man. Or obviously the captain would also have known that number one escorted Spock because that's her job. He probably would have known that they also broke down for three hours. (laughs) Where's number one? That's true. (laughs) I'm sure Uh, somebody would have told him. So he's just looking at her, going. Wait, you you spent like four hours in a turbo lift and you didn't learn his name, number one? You're slipping, number one. That, that's why we leave you at con and don't give you your own position. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like, as you said, Daniel, so the shortcut is, um, because I think if you watch The Cage, number one is actually more Spock than Spock. You know, she is the logic person, you know. Um, someone calls her like a computer or something, just like they would call Spock and the rest of the team is a computer. Um, and so they also say they don't think of her as a woman. So they they say a lot of stupid things in the (laughs) cage. Pike's like, you're one of the good ones. Um, and And it's like, that doesn't help. That doesn't help. Pike, (laughs) you're not. Um, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't they make this Pike more sexist? No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) but if if the premise is that you have these two characters who are similar and number one is basically trying to tell Spock that, this is her command approach, which is to be like like Spock, not the Spock knows that. And so she's like, yes, Spock, repress those emotions. That's what you do. And I'm like, I don't know if this is really the best. I mean, I get that's where he's going to go, but it, really that's your fault. You're the one to blame for this. Okay. I mean, they could have done the whole thing with her, like, escorting him on a shuttle to the Enterprise. Then you don't have any breakdown, no shortcuts. It's like a really long Riding. shuttle ride, and it's just, you know. Yeah, which, you know, we, we have awkward ones like of those, too, like Picard and Wesley and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want any sandwiches? <laughs> and, and she has to take the scenic route to show him the Enterprise. Yeah. I and mean, so, they talk, uh, it swings around I a mean, couple times. I mean, they talked times. about the, the like, we, I mean, we, heck, but we learned a lot of stuff. We learned what <laughs> operating system number we're at. We learned what the food uh, type of food processor mix we're at. You know, Does she like I eggplant? Mean, that, they're writing the technical manual We for didn't learn the answer right to now. if she liked eggplant. She never that's answered. True. So. That's true. Or Fujili. I mean, that's really what I'm interested because in, I make a mean Um Yeah, I, 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 it, it just seemed a little a little off especially from the Spock point of view and and that's one of those things where it's a, it's a one it's a black box one spot scene but then again you would never have a scene like this in a regular episode because it, we'd be like why are we staying on this for so long we'd move on to something else and then come well, back or something i mean you could but it'd be a little bit more depthier than this is um again like the ones we've mentioned all the trouble of scenes before but I, there's a, and I don't know why this is. It's fine, I guess. This is a nitpick from fellow perspective. This this thing because they did it with Michael, and now they're doing it with Spock. That the person arrives on the ship as an ensign, and stays there the whole friggin' time for their career. Because when Michael, you know, came on board, she was an ensign, right? Or was she? Or, yeah, because she was coming from straight from I the think science so, academy. Yeah, and oh, so yeah, yeah. she stayed from ensign to. Commander, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, or Commander. Well, no, she stayed. She stayed from. She stayed from. She started at Ensign and she ended at Mutineer. Yes, but but like uh, at the same time, she went from you know whatever tertiary science officer to first officer on the ship, only posting her entire career. So we're saying that Spock, and I don't. We're not saying it's his first posting that because he went from a starbase, but he's an Ensign. So he stayed from the Enterprise from Ensign to Lieutenant Commander, the majority posting of his whole career. And I was like. Couldn't he just been like Lieutenant Spock? You know, he's still young. He's still junior officer. You don't have to. But anyway. it's kind of a weird choice to. It's kind of a weird choice to 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 go back even further than Discovery to place these things. Like I don't know why not do this episode like after Discovery leaves. I, it just feels weird. It feels like they're still putting their hand in. They're just taking their hand and just 
mix it all cannon up. They don't care. It's just mash it all up. It doesn't matter anymore. It just feels like why do this? Because that's it could be an interesting story. Like Spock's first arrival on the Enterprise could actually be pretty fascinating. Fascinating. But here it feels wasted. It feels kind of yeah, fascinating. It feels kind of uh, like wasted. Like I don't know. I didn't learn anything new. I, I guess I learned number one likes to sing. I mean, so we know from the cage that you know she fancies the captain a little bit um but who doesn't really um Apparently she fancies anyone with a pulse <laughs> yeah. based off of this well no no it's a certain type but but then you know you're, like i said the sexual attention which like you said because and i don't know how it happens because like the writing doesn't necessarily have it i think it's all the acting and directing that really creates that tension um i don't know if that's purposeful or not from the writer's perspective but then you have the sexual tension between number one and Spock. I'm like, are they, they going to kiss? Or and then at the end, so like when she says this didn't happen or whatever her thing is, I get it. But then she said it like five times. I'm like, like okay, as your but, honor of a Falcon and a Starfleet officer. Do you want him to pinky swear? I mean, what, what do you? I get it. It's, you should have like Yar and Data here. And I then mean. Spock's like, yes, pinky swear, and he holds up two fingers. <laughs> and it's like, no, Spock, bad Spock. We talked That's about not this. what that is. We talked about. It. HR Spock, that way. I know, I know. Sheesh. Commander fraternizing with ensigns. Come on now. Uh, all right. Maybe so, that wasn't really Spock because apparently he wasn't standing in the middle of the transporter when he beamed from wherever he was. He was like in the hallway to the transporter. What was that? It was really weird. I didn't know where he was at the beginning because she's like, you came from Starbase, whatever, whatever. I'm like, he was in the, like, oh, yeah. I was like, where do, like from a dungeon or something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> how do we show a Starbase without exterior shot? Uh, just hallway of lights. There you go. And beam him up. And you just place him in like a discovery court, you know, a room and re, you know, redress it a little bit and call it, you know. Eh, I don't know. No, I don't Here's know. the thing, though. We're getting some more uh, short tracks. Yeah. And uh, Darren mentioned them earlier, so I'm not going to repeat it. But I hope. And, and I, just I, know... mentioned, I just mentioned the old ones. I mentioned all oh, of them. Oh, I thought you. I, I oh, did. sorry. Philip. Philip yeah. mentioned them. Sorry. Um, but we're getting them one more in October. So yep. one more of this upcoming week. And then one in November, two in December, and one in January. And we know at least one of them is a Picard one, I believe. Um, and we don't. I don't. One don't would really assume know. the last one. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be. It could. One's animated. The last one was something about Mars. right? Children of Mars. Yep. Children of Mars. Oh, are we going to learn about the Mars defense perimeter, guys? <laughs> <laughs> They're rebuilding after. Uh, after. There, there's a plaque. <laughs> Uh, a Utopia Planitia for hey, all those brave men who guys, lost their lives. That's why that Borg cube is messed up because the Mars <laughs> defense perimeter finally did its job and oh, wasted that Borg cube. You know, oh, or maybe that's a holodeck program in the in the descendants of the Mars defense. This is how it happened. We totally kicked <laughs> the butt of that sphere. No, wait. Are, are you it, saying it's the new Kobayashi Maru in the late in the early twenty oh fifth century? The Mars defense perimeter. You are the Mars defense perimeter <laughs> defending soul against the Borg cube, and they're like, "How are we? How are we supposed to win this? You're not. We're three tiny ships, man. You can't do anything." It'll show your character. We want to know how you deal with death. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the same as the other one. So well. So, CBS, if you want people to write your short tracks, hit us up because we obviously have great ideas here. I mean, we got ideas, Daniel. I don't know how great we'll workshop it. Uh, So, yeah, so that's it. You know, there's just so much going on in in Star Trek right now. It's crazy. And here's the thing. I don't think it's going to slow down for a while, man. It's we're going to hit Star Picard Trek universe. Yep. Yeah, we're hit Picard in January. Uh, I assume Discovery will be, I would guess, springtime. And then we're going to have um, the animated one. I've already forgotten its name. The animated one is probably right behind <laughs> Lower it. Decks. Lower Decks. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. I mean, I would assume that's still 2020, so three shows. And then Nickelodeon will be coming out at some time if that project's still going on. Yeah. Almost certainly... They will force you to keep your CBS subscription all year. No more canceling. That's their ultimate plan, Daniel. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So that's... But, hey, they can slowly ramp up because they didn't spend $4 billion to acquire Star Trek. They already had it. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's it for this week. Um, Philip, if people wanted to talk to you about which uniform Spock should be wearing, where would they find you? They can find me on Twitter at NC Public Servant. That's NC for not canon uniform. 
<laughs> and Darren, if people wanted to find out who was the best number one, is it the dog or is it right? It's the dog, guys. Yeah, I mean, come on. Or is it I'm Una? Sorry. She's also a number one. That's right. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Uh, but she can't sing. It's not that I've heard. Uh, they can find me on Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram under username Dr. Sci-Fi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And if people wanted to find me on Twitter, they could at one up Dan. That's number one. Not the word. As in, hey, we got the number one best uniforms back. We had TNG uniforms, man. That's exciting. That's good we stuff. We did. We did. And I think Picard's kind of casual wear was a little bit of first contact-ish. Kind of like the shoulder was an off color and... It's just lots of good uniforms. I loved how his little com badge said visitor on it. I yes. that was fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. But anyways, until next week, um, I am Daniel Pruitt. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Darren Moser. Stranded here on SETI Alpha 3. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.